Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast. Yeah, I think less is more when you're talking about transitions. Don't forget, these are transitions. They are not Hollywood animations. They are not high-end graphics. And, and you didn't suddenly become a motion graphic designer because you added a transition. But if you think that the star wipe transition is going to be per work perfectly well for you, go for it. Lean into it and own it. Because that's the only thing you got to do. It worked for George Lucas. He made Star Wars. It must work for other people too if you own it. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Visual Lounge. I'm here with Justin and Andy. We are going to be talking today about the thing that people love to hate and hate to love. It's transitions. Because guess what? We've got opinions about transitions and, you know, the brand new Camtasia 2021 has just launched and it's got a thousand new transitions. I don't know if the thousand is the right number. It's a lot of new That's transitions. Right. It's not right. But here's the thing. Transitions are an important part of a, a, a video maker's toolkit, and we're going to talk about why that might be, but we're going to talk about the challenges with them, and let's dive right in because I know I've got, like we said, we're going to talk about transitions, guys. I have to tell you, I had this cringe go over my body like, transitions, and I was like, oh, I don't, uh. but here's the thing. I'm going to tell you, I, I use them occasionally but I don't necessarily have a rhyme or reason when I do use them other than it's like, well, I needed something to cover up. So maybe you can help me understand why we should use transitions better. Maybe I'm in the right here, which I probably am. So let's, let's dive in. Any thoughts about transitions at the top? That was a great episode. Sounds like it's over, man. It's already made the decision for us all. Done. <laughs> maybe I'm right, but I am. So I, I will say this. Um, transitions get a really bad rap for kind of a legitimate reason. They get overused like crazy, like wildfire. They are everyone's favorite beginner's tool because it feels like you've just done some crazy cool effect on your video when really you've just added a simple transition between two clips. So it's an easy thing to do that makes a very wow bold statement. It may just be that we don't want a wow bold statement right there, but you were so excited to use it that you added seven different transitions within a minute of each other. Uh, transitions are probably, broad statement, the most overused item in an editor's toolkit, and they shouldn't be. They should be used, but they should be used sparingly. That's my quick two cents. Well, I wanted to say, Andy, I love what you said. It, it does, transitions is such an easy way to give pop. And we, we talk a lot about the important movement. We talk a lot about uh, gaining attention, and it's an easy way to do it. But it, like you said, it just feels like so quickly is it overkill that it just ruins, it can ruin a good thing. And that's, that's dangerous when, cause if people are watching they're, they're like going, Ooh, 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 that's not the reaction we want. Um, typically I'm guessing. For nice. me, it always comes back to, uh, old school PowerPoint days of like when we first mm -hmm. learned PowerPoint and how to, you know, um, when you started building out and cause I honestly, I think that's how a lot of, especially new, 
video edit that's kind of how even i think of editing video at times like this very like linear process of one thing to the next to the next with scenes you could imagine like um you know i'm going from one scene to another scene and really in my mind that's like not that far removed from one slide to another slide with a transition in between um from from building out slide decks because i think that's you know before everyone was making videos everyone was making powerpoint presentations and it was the exact same thing you might see somebody give a powerpoint presentation it was like whoa you've got a you know they wanted to add some movement you had text flying in and you had dissolving you know little graphics pop on your presentation because you wanted it to be a little bit more special and a little bit um more uh advanced but like you said, I think the problem with that is it ends up doing the complete opposite. It ends up distracting. It ends up being too much uh, just in the same way with a presentation as it would be if you did the same thing in a video. Well, well like a, I, I was just going to say real quick, Justin, to your point, like you want to look more advanced. You want to look more like sophisticated, but it actually signals the opposite right like good powerpoint presentations exactly. the same way it doesn't it doesn't indicate anything about you or your presentation it just shows that you, you probably don't really know what you're doing um because it is such a beginner's fallacy that more of these things are going to make you look better your presentation look better yeah and it's it's an editor's rule that like my job if i've done my job as a video editor then you didn't notice that's it. Like, right. If I've done my job as a video editor, then you're watching the video and you're absorbing the content. You're not thinking, oh, my gosh, did those cubes just dissolve from one scene into the next? Like, that's a distraction that absolutely pulls you out of the content and into how I made it. And I failed at my job. So there can be a place for these things. If, if we're doing, you know, a checkerboard pattern, gosh, maybe it's a video about board games and chess makes sense. Right. I, I don't know. That was a terrible example off the top of my head. But there is a time and a place for them. Personally, I don't even like a cross dissolve. Like I'm really picky. There's a time and a place for a cross dissolve. Um, it reminds me of those old 80s photos. And for those who don't know, when you kind of turn the transparency down on one clip and bring it up on another clip, so you kind of see both clips blending together and going from one to the other. Uh, well, that reminds me of those old 80s pictures where you'd have like the kid in marching band playing his saxophone in one school picture and then like enlarged or superimposed <laughs> over himself as him smiling at the kid. Like it's cheesy. It, it's a little tacky. It has its place, but it's few and far between that, that you would use that on a regular basis. Cross dissolves to me are similar. You can use them well, but people overuse them a lot. I'd rather see a straight cut where it just clip to clip or uh, fade through black. I like that one. It's, it's very simple, like dip down to no trans, you know, to, to excuse me, um, full transparency. So there's just black on the clip and then fade into the next clip. Um, but again, we've talked about this before. That indicates something, too. So if I'm using fade through black, I may be telling my viewer that this scene has ended and we're moving into the new scene. So if I do it between two clips, like, Matt, if you're interviewing Justin and I put a fade through black between them, it looks like we're talking about something totally new now. So so I, I wouldn't mm -hmm. use it just to cut from one camera to the other. Uh, that's that's, you know, again, even the simple ones have their limitations. I'm just signaling you, Andy. Look, I'm going to change all the pictures here for people watching the video. So, okay. So, look, I started this off on this really note of saying this is maybe isn't transitions aren't my thing. I don't want to use them. But I don't think we – I I think we got to stay here. For anyone that's listening or watching, Andy, you, you've kind of started going down this path, and I want to make sure we're in, in embracing it. 
is how do I, if I'm a beginner, let's say, you know, Justin's typically our, our beginner here in all these things. He already mentioned that he's not sure, you know, how do we help our audience listening to this to know what to use? Because you've actually said stuff like, you know what a, a fade through black is, you know what a cross dissolve is. I, I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, you start talking about any other transition, I don't know what you're probably gonna mean. I, sure. you know, I've seen them, but like you ascribed meaning to it, but how, how do you figure that out? Because like, how do I know if it's ascribing the right meaning? How do I know if it should be there? So can we, can we get into this? Like, yeah, I'm gonna rail on transitions. It's an easy thing to pick on. Like it's easy one mistake that a lot of newbies make. But for in all reality, I've got this really great tool that's part of my tool set in both PowerPoint and Camtasia. How do I make the most of this? Because I'll be honest, I was before we started recording, I was just playing with a bunch of transitions that are new in Camtasia, and they look pretty darn slick. I'm not saying I'd use yeah. them in a, in a video, but my gosh, the things that you can do are like that's pretty cool. Getting these things like this one with these arrows that come across. There's a glitch one that yeah. I think is super super cool. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to look like the noob here, Andy. What do we do? Right. Well, first I gotta say I was gonna bring up uh, that too because Justin uh, just the other day, actually it was yesterday, I think, right? Justin, you put a video on LinkedIn using the glitch transition. It's one of my favorite transitions. Maybe it's because it has like that almost like a snowy glitchy TV effect to it, so it's kind of nostalgic for me. You know, old TV days. Um, but it looks really sharp too. And and Justin, correct me if I'm wrong, even added sound effects to it, so it was like it kind of yeah. like pulled the effect into a reality. So now it wasn't just a transition and he used it on a logo. And so it actually kind of brought this, this logo to life digitally. So, so there's a place for it. Um, as far as defining meaning and everything, that's, that's a big question. And, and without visuals, I'd hesitate to jump in too far, but I will say pick one to start with. If you really like you're, you're in your first video, you really do want to transition between clips, pick one, use it over and over. You feel like it's using it too much, then it probably is. Um, pull back on that, go to a straight cut. Maybe you don't need to transition between every clip. Maybe your transition belongs at the beginning of you know the video and at the end of the video. It doesn't have to be in every, uh, every cut. Um, as far as other meanings, we have some really, like I will say, I, I remember when they said like Camtasia 2021 is gonna have a whole lot of more of new transitions. And I knew our users would be excited because we get that request a lot, but I was thinking, oh man, what if they use all 75 new transitions in one video? Because <laughs> like, as a new editor, I'll tell you, and I think I've told this story on, on the podcast before, that was the, the first video I ever edited. Uh, I remember my college professor coming in and just being like, are you applying for a job with like the local broadcasting, like the, the you know, what is it, the cable access company? Because it looks really cheap and really, like, I put everything on there, guys. I put like barn door wipes, <laughs> star wipes, you know, like anything that made a shape. I was like, oh man, it turned into an oval. That's amazing. Because um, I did, I felt like I was adding effects, but it had no meaning, it had no relevance. We have some that are like these uh, uh, blur slides, like it blurs into a triangle and kind of pulls back out. It's really cool. <laughs> like even I want to find good uses for them because there are some really cool transitions and it feels like effects. It feels like an animation. Um, assigning meaning Can to I them though, question, I mean, Andy? yeah, yeah, jump in. You know, because I think that's one of, the, and, and maybe you were going to get to this with the assigning meaning piece, but you know, we've already talked about, and we talked a little bit about this in another episode about cuts. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, one of the reasons you would use a transition is to signify a passage of time. 
Can you think sure. of other reasons to which I would use a transition and maybe map one or two of them to those? So I'm guessing like changing subjects or like what, what are the reasons we would even want to use a transition? I think you nailed it. I mean, passage of time, changing of subject. Uh, I think change of location is another one, right? Like uh, uh, we're going to change venue. Um, it can indicate like we go from maybe the interview section of the video to the B-roll footage. And again, for those who aren't familiar, B-roll is footage of, you know, what, whatever we're talking about most likely. So if we're talking about learning in a classroom, then we've got classroom footage and going from that interview to the B-roll footage with a transition um, and then coming back out of it with a similar transition. That would be, you know, something you could show. Any Matt, kind I'm of sure change. Well, yeah. I'm just thinking any kind of change that happens, right? Like anything that you want to, you want to catch attention and say like, we are doing something different. Um, mm -hmm. And any of those reasons that I, Andy, I think you listed a, a lot of the good reasons, but maybe you're going from explanatory to instructor, like how to, or you're, yeah. you're going from uh, this person's section to this person's section. It would be really interesting to do a breakdown sometime. And I, I, I haven't paid attention to like, if you watch an Apple video, do they do anything like that to transition? They might just be using cuts, but then they might be using mm -hmm. B-roll to help make that switch. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I think anytime you have these kind of changes, transitions could work, um, but you really gotta be thoughtful because do you absolutely need it is always gonna be the underlying right. question. But it's about change. It's about indicating something. Um, you know, maybe it's a progression. Like we're moving forward now, so those arrows slide across the screen, right? Like we're yeah. uh, moving ahead. Well, you know, Mo moving you to know the next step or something. Yeah, and I was gonna say, you know, what we haven't talked about either is transitions don't have to be pre-made transitions. So there's other types of transitions. There's, um, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think what we would call it, even like a, a transitional wipe, essentially. Like take, and I'm not going to have a piece of paper readily available, I'm sure, but like take a piece of paper in real life, and if you pass it over the screen, when it's at full you know, blocking, I have a cut under that spot. This is this is a visual thing that I'm trying to explain with words. It's not going to go very well for me. But either way, you, you block the, the footage 100% with your wipe. Maybe it's a big square that's going to cover the whole screen. And underneath that layer, because again, videos are in tracks, so there's a top layer and a bottom layer. Underneath that white square that I just passed in front of the screen, I make my cut and I go to my next clip. And when the square moves off the next frame, now we're at a whole new video. So I can make these custom you know, uh, wipes and transitions. Um, and, it, and it doesn't have to be, man, it can even be a picture. A picture can come on screen, block the footage, and then when you come away from the picture, we're on a new clip now. That's a transition, even if it's not you know, star wipe. Um, so there's, there's definitely time and a place for, for these kinds of things. Um, I've lost my train of thought, but either way, those, those coveralls are kind of one of my favorite ways of, of using a transition. I was going to say, that's one that I've done in the past too, with, um, especially like screen content. If I'm trying to like, add maybe text on, if I want to like give a definition or show, uh, you know, I might use one of those full color wipes to bring that onto the screen. Yeah bring on the text and then go from there and maybe have a transition off of it after that. And maybe then it wipes off and the other content goes back to it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think I, I would to, to oh, oh, Justin, to your point is that not all these things, like we've been talking like, kind of like from scene to scene, but like mm -hmm. you, I think a great use of some of these transitions is to bring in these other things. I've got text. I want it to do something that's a little bit more interesting than just appearing, right? Like, again, you want to have purpose behind that, but like, why do you want your text to fly in? Why do you want it to slide in? Why do you want it to have these things? And, and you know, transitions can, some of these cool new effects 
transition effects can really, I think, make those interesting and, and be still fitting into a theme, right? Let's, you know, like, for instance, I'm going to make this up on the spot, so I hope it goes well. I've got lights behind me that are hexagons. And maybe my company theme is hexagons. And there is a transition that I saw that has hexagons. So maybe the reason I'm using the hexagon transition is because it fits with that brand um, kind of styling, right? And I, and I, again, I don't want to use that everywhere. I don't want to overkill it. But maybe my, my lower third, maybe instead of sliding in, it's going to hexagon appear or however that, that transition works. Yeah. So I, I do think... We are often talking about transitions in terms of like a, a full video clip, like from this to this, but it could be that we're using that to provide uh, some other ways to bring in these other elements in a unique mm -hmm. fashion that that still, again, has meaning, has purpose, is relevant, but it's you know it's applying to a much smaller piece of what you're seeing on the screen than the than the whole clip itself. Yeah. It's slightly off topic from a transition would be B-roll. And I only say it's off topic because it doesn't sound like the same thing, right? But uh, B-roll, again, being footage of, of whatever we're talking about as the talking head is going on. Maybe we've got an interviewee who is stumbling through what they want to say. They've got the right point. They're going to get there. Um, uh, but they stall too long. And we want to cut that out so they sound you know better prepared. Then they get to their point. Then... Um, uh, and then they resolve their point. All of that can be covered with B-roll, and B-roll in that instance almost acts as a transition because we're going to put the B-roll clip over the ums and ahs. We're going to cut those ums and ahs out, and now we kind of have three clips. The beginning, where they got into their point, cut out the ums and ahs. The middle of their point, cut out the ums and ahs. And the end of their point, we scrunch those together and we put B-roll over to mask those cuts. It's not a transition, but it does that same thing where it kind of hides the cuts we made because if we just made the cuts and showed it, we got a bunch of jump cuts, right? Of a talking head, and suddenly he's over here talking, and and now he's over here talking, and it oh, and now he's over. Here. So so to hide those things, we bring in the footage, we fill the screen. No one knows the difference. So again, not really a transition, B-roll coverage, but it does that same thing of of hiding our mistakes or even moving us from what we want to start with to what we want to end with, uh, and kind of hiding those those dirty ums and ahs. Well, I would say it's a transition. You're just using you're using the cut as the transition to the B-roll, right? Like it's it's not applying a transition effect. You're not doing a fade. You might do. Who knows? You could probably do some of those effects. But what I love about this, and I think it's really important, maybe as a, maybe I'm overstating it, but for that person that you have on screen, your job as a video creator is to make them awesome. They already are Absolutely. awesome. They're already providing great stuff and you're just making them look better. And I, I know as yeah. someone who spends a lot of time on camera nowadays, I love it when somebody will take my footage and make me look smarter and look more articulate, right? Like, and I, so I, I think that's yeah. something to, to, to not forget that these using of these effects, whether it's an actual transition or cut to B-roll or, or whatever it might be, even if it's just a jump cut, which is literally lacking a transition but it's still a type just a transition type right because it's just jumping yep. um is are all really powerful at making your whoever is on camera look amazing and that's what we really want to yep. do whether that's you or someone that you've paid to be there an actor or whatever right and it and there's no shame in doing that because this is literally what video is good at is getting rid of the extra garbage the stuff that's you know, look, I'm I'm okay with ums and ahs. I know a lot of people want right. to cut every um and ah out. I'm okay with it because I do it all the time. I think I'm just making room for myself. But at some point, if someone's really not getting to that point, 
like I'm probably not right now. You want to cut, cut. So Andy, uh, can we cut this out late? Some of this uh, extra stuff I'm saying out later. And we're coming back in right now. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. No, that's, that's a great point. I mean, I said earlier in the episode that like the point of an editor is to not be seen. What's well, also to make your subject, uh, to present them in the best light. And they know what they're saying, but man, any of us, you get into an interview situation and you get nervous or you may kind of fumble your thoughts a little bit. Well, video is the perfect opportunity to kind of finesse that and and fix those things. Um, That's why another reason we shoot with multiple cameras sometimes isn't just so we can do a live cut. Sometimes it's so we can kind of reduce that time between the ums and ahs and then cut to the other camera. And that's a transition, even though it's it's not. It's a passage of time, even if it was two seconds, uh, where we cut out the ums and ahs. So, yeah, definitely want to make the the subject uh, most presentable as much as you can. All right. So let's before we wrap up here with our final take, Justin. What other questions do you have for us? Or or if, you know, we'll get to the final take, so we'll have a chance to to. Uh, say whatever or say, but I'm, I'm curious if you have any other questions or thinking about what people who are listening to this might be thinking about as we've gone through this conversation today, you're representing them. What, what have we missed? What should we, maybe, maybe I was just too harsh at the beginning. I'm probably going to make some break your heart. Upset. I think for me two two giant questions. Um, I come in to whatever video editor I'm in, but in this case, Camtasia, I see, you know, 75 plus transitions. How do I know which one's good? You know, uh, I think that's my biggest, one one of my big questions, like, how do I know? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And then let's tackle that first before you get to your second, because here's my take fade. That's it. Start of the fade. And you will be good. I mean, put that in your favorites. I do. And, I do. I do have a star uh, fade starred in Camtasia. That is the one transition. Let's let's is... be clear. When he says starred, he means favorited. Because if you say starred, people are gonna yeah. go, "Oh, no, star white." Star. In that star. one. No, 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 not star white. <laughs> but favorited. here, here, here's my take on that, Justin. Is all those things are extra, and they're nice to have, and I'm glad that I have them. And I, I promise you, I will use some of them. The glitch one, I think, is also super cool. Um, but. The, the one that I, as just, or as Andy was saying, I need to fade and I need to cut and everything else is because I'm feeling saucy that day and I want to really spice something up and I'm going to have a purpose for it. I'm going to make up a purpose. I'm going to, even if it's only for me to understand other than that, I, I, I and I love all, like I said, I was playing with them. I think there's some super cool ones. I think there's some cool things you could put together to make it look really great. But the one that you need is fade and everything else is because you're going to find that right time and place, but you don't, you don't need to focus on it, but that's my take. Andy, I'm curious what you would say. Yeah. I mean, like with anything artistic or creative, it's going to be subjective. Uh, I agree with Matt that you want to star the ones and star, you want to favorite the ones that are, you know, the basics have to have, you know, for me again, fade through black cross dissolves a good one although again i i find that's more of a from black again from the beginning of the video to the end or maybe fade through white um but but other than that man go through all hundred of them you know and and take a look apply them to a clip see what they do see what they look like because i'll tell you what the other thing is they're gonna have a different effect when you apply a clip from talking head to talking head or talking head to b-roll or talking head to screen recording um because how that footage looks on your screen is very different when it's, you know, like your desktop or some software you want to demo versus like people 
So it's gonna it's gonna look different from people to people or from people to screen recording. So test it on a few different things, and then star a couple of them, a few favorites, you know, whichever you really decide you like. Um, but man, take it easy on them. Don't go don't go hog wild. And I I would even say, um, if you want, maybe you're trying to put together uh, internal you know share outs for your company. Pick your style. This one's gonna be mine. Everyone's gonna know they're watching my video because this is my transition. I'm claiming it as my own. It's gonna be at the beginning of every video. It's gonna be the end of every video. But again, notice how I said beginning and end. It doesn't have to be on every cut throughout your video. Yeah, that's that was what my advice would be to myself in this instance would be um, <laughs> semi just to get in there and kind of play around with them. Like that's how I discovered yep. the one that I you know uh, ended up using at the beginning there. And again, I used it as an intro which I think yeah. is a, a little bit of a, a different way to utilize a, a transition in Camtasia potentially is just to build your own intro versus using it as, you know, a cut from my content to my other bit of content. You made it like an animation of its own. I mean, you really like made it its own um, uh, uh, animation, right? It wasn't even a, a transition at that point. It was, but it wasn't. The other thing I'll say that, that I don't know that everyone's going to have the ability to do and... Uh, props to you adding those sound effects to it really ups the game and ups the um impact of any transition um you know when when the screen spins away maybe if we just see it spin but we don't hear whoosh then it has a different impact so so adding those little touches of sound effects uh, to enhance the visual is going to go a long way too so sorry i interrupted your second point justin yeah no i think that's that's great and i'll you know for me i think i'll i'll lean on that too is just kind of where I started, even from the PowerPoint side, like simple uh, is better in a lot of ways. You know, the, a simple transition with a simple sound effect um, it can be can be much more effective than something that's really complex or you're or trying to make it too complicated. And honestly, as somebody who doesn't make a ton of videos, the more complicated you make it on yourself, the less likely you are to end up making more videos. Yeah. I agree 100% with that. Make it simple. Just keep <laughs> it you, simple. Same with PowerPoint. It's the same thing. Yep. Yeah. When you said uh, keep it simple, I, my brain immediately went to, oh, here's another good uh, good rule for beginners. If it says 3D and you're not animating in 3D, don't use that one. Like any of them that say like, and this is me just hating on things, and I apologize. They're really, a, they, they have a place. Um, but like 3D cube spin. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's got a place, but like, is anything else in your video using that third dimension or is this just like because it looks cool so I'm, <laughs> i probably shouldn't say i'm gonna edit that part out it looks cool and you know what there's a time and a place for looking cool but right know what it is so i think justin you had one other point or one other question we're gonna we're gonna drag I this did, on for it's, you it's, it's let no it's lapsed my mind okay so we're okay. good we're good. Well, well, then let's do this because we're just about time because we want to keep these, you know, relatively uh, concise. Let's go into our final take. Uh, let's start. We're going to go from uh, least opinionated to most opinionated. So, Andy, we get to flip a coin uh, on which one of us is going to go last. So, Justin, let's go with you and with your final take. Yeah, I think less is more when you're talking about transitions. Find the one or possibly two that you get comfortable with. Uh, build a rapport with those particular transitions and then add on and test and play with more of them as you go. You'll get to learn what makes sense. You'll get to learn what works in your videos and what doesn't. 
and then uh, you'll be much more stronger in terms of how you are actually using the transitions. Awesome. Andy, I'm going to make you go yeah. so then I can just wrap things up. Yeah. I think keep it simple is the the obvious uh, final take I want to give. But also, don't forget, these are transitions. They are not Hollywood animations. They are not high-end graphics. And, and you didn't suddenly become a motion graphic designer because you added a transition. So really think about why you're adding this transition. Make it work for its place in your video. Matt said that before on other things. This has to have a reason for being there. So figure that out, and then you can apply it. And if you can't figure it out, maybe let it sit out this time. Perfect. All right, here, here's my final take. It is easy to play the hate game on transitions. And I'm, I'm right there because it's such an easy target to pick on how much you can overuse them. So my final take is this. As you go to create your videos, get it all out of your system, play with it as much as you want, see what it's gonna do, find the things that are gonna work for your purpose. And as you find them, apply them sparingly. And once you've done that, know that you can always modify and think about like, okay, this makes sense to do this here because I'm trying to show X or give X feeling. And that's great. But as Andy said, as you know, Justin said, keep it simple and then just, you know, make it work for that spot. At the end of the day, regardless of what we say, as much as we might tell you that we think transitions are dumb or great or wonderful or, or you should never use them, you have to make the video that's gonna work for your audience. You know the audience better than we do. We know, we hope that we're connecting with you as our audience. But if you think that the star wipe transition is gonna be per work perfectly well for you, go for it, lean into it and own it. Cause that's the only thing you got to do. It worked for George Lucas, he made Star Wars. It must work for other people too, if you own it. So that's my final take. All right, everybody, uh, thanks. Oh, Andy. I also wanted to say Starwipe doesn't actually exist in Camtasia. I went looking for it. It's not there. So we'll have to we'll have to get that one plugged in for you. There we go. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the Visual Lounge. We appreciate everybody who is downloading the podcast wherever you're listening in. If you want to share with us your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, concerns, whatever it might be, tell us your love for your favorite transition. You can email us at thevisuallounge at techsmith.com. We'd love to hear from you and as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.